You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes received a lead from the Crimson Snipe, a local vigilante, to investigate the Indiglis Sewers. They fought the Dark Hand, a cult in service to the, de- the God of Death, and were invited to dinner at the Royal Palace in thanks. A tense meal ensued as the party met the mentally deteriorating King Aladio and his emotionally abused son, Prince Eldario. We returned to the palace just after dinner. Hey, what's up, everyone? Episode three. How we all doing? Fantastico. I'm doing great. Very nice. <laughs> I'm all right. All right. I'm glad to see all your faces here. Let's. Uh... So we ended on an awkward dinner. Did 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 Magna get more potatoes? That's what I want to know. He did. Yeah, he had potatoes to his heart's content. Better of. <laughs> Got a carbo load, brother. He's he's a big boy. He needs he needs he needs his food. Well, like, how, how big are you? Like like what what weight? What what weight and height? I didn't. I'm pretty sure I have it written down here somewhere. Yeah. On. Like on the scale of Fat Albert to claim uh Clay what's his name Clay Matthews from the Packers. Yeah, yeah. He's like six foot. Okay. So, well, and you're carrying a big boots around all yeah, day. So yeah, you need the carbo load. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you need the energy just to deal with that. You are oh, yeah. the party vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Ben, what are we doing, brother? All right, well, dinner ends. Um, King Eladio has a couple of attendants that kind of help him stand up and, you know, feebly walk back to his chamber in the palace. Um, he thanks all of you for coming and just wishes that you would have been able to stay for longer. Um, at this, uh, Princess Eldora comes out and she's dressed in like this golden nightgown, um, kind of flowing to the floor. And, uh, she says, what are you talking about? Surely our hospitality can, our hospitality can extend through the night, father. Wait, we're leaving? He looks around, the king looks around at you guys and says, ah, stay a while, stay a while. Sleepover. I know what you said. <laughs> yes. I am pretty tired after all that food. I always wanted to stay in a castle. Well, here's your chance, Sonny. What was your name? Shaladon? Kalanon. Kalanon Brightcloak. Kalanon Brightsmoke. Got it. And this is Magnet. I say pointing to Magna. (laughs) You know, I could have introduced myself, but that's fine. He says, yes, I imagine you're some kind of chick magnet. Uh, Huh? And like this bony old man kind of hobbles his way over to you. Like, pulls up his, he's like a bony old man arm with veins and stuff, and he just kind of nudges you feebly with his elbow. I ignore him. <laughs> you ignore the king? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Good night, all. And he kind of hobbles away. Um, at this point, Princess Eldora 
um, would apologize for the king's behavior. You know, normally they can kind of keep it more under wraps, but he just gets very tense when his son is around, when her brother's around. Um, she offers to show you guys to your quarters. All right. All right. What kind lead, of... Uh... Lead the way, beautiful lady. She just blushes a little. Um, it's right this way, friend. And uh, leads you guys up one of the towers. At the very top, you can see a uh, like a cutout in the stone window. Uh, so you can look out all over the city. There's probably 20,000 inhabitants in the city of Indiglis, the capital of the Golden Empire. And uh, each bed is the softest you've ever felt. You know, there's multiple cushions, pillows. Uh, each of you is going to have a servant attendant um, oh, that shit. will fetch you whatever you desire. Theron's going to actually just sleep on the floor. Okay. Just yeah. to be that are kind we, of guy. Are we all in the same room? Um, How are we bunking? Wait. So they have two rooms available. Each room has two beds. I think our natural counterparts, you know, Big Boots sleeping on Magnus' shoulders is already a given. I'm not gonna be, he's not going to be standing and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, just picture Magna laying down with, like, Big Boots just, like, straddling his face. No, no, no. I, oh, I my God. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of, like, how a cat... No, well, I'm thinking of, how, like, how a cat, like, will lay on somebody... Like, they'll go, like, right on the chest or just, like, right on the face. Like, on so top just, of their yeah, pillow, just exactly. cuddled. No, like, I just, on well, top of you, and then, cuddled. And then Big you just, like, purrs. <laughs> well, then I literally just realized this two episodes, and you two are, like, the fucking odd couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. dark and light. It works yeah. perfectly. It's, like, mm-hmm. natural twosomes. Yeah, so, all right. Yeah, the, the sheets are made of satin silk. It's just, uh, they have spared no expense. Um, so we'll set you guys in the room in the one tower, and, well... You guys, uh, Magna and Big Boots in the room in the one tower, and then in the opposite tower across the castle, we have Kellanon and Theron. All right, yeah. So, uh, hey, Bunk Buddy, how we doing? What's uh? This is Logan speaking. What is our servant's name? Ori and Doin. I have two servants. Well, one for each of you. I have two servants. <laughs> I feel bad for Ma- for uh, Big Boots' <laughs> servant. I'd say you have three if you count Magna. <laughs> All right. Um. So their their names are Ori and Dory. Ori and Doin. Yep. Doin. Yep. Okay. Hey, uh, Magna. You want some ice cream? Uh, sure. What is ice cream? Oh, it's it's wonderful. A right, hey, hey, Dorking. Is yes, my lord. Give me some ice with some cream. Together or separate, my lord? Both. Doyne looks at Ori, <laughs> and they just share this moment of confusion. And he's like, right away, my lord. All right. Ori will be fetched. Orton? Orby? Ori, my lord. All right. Um, I need you to sing Magna to sleep while stroking his hair. You really don't have to. You can just... It is no. a command from the deputy, Big Boots. No. There's a deputy, my lord. Oh, yes. You got uh, ain't got no badge, have you? I have two badges on me right here, bro. See, as soon as he looks at it, you see his eyes grow wide. I've never seen a badge that fancy, my lord. Do you shine it every day? Oh, every day. Also, also, I'm assuming I'm still wearing the medal for the championship of wrestling. Yeah. Because Big Boots is showing off every accomplishment he ever has. So, I'm also the world heavyweight champion of wrestling. The world heavyweight champion, my lord. Yes. So, stroke his hair and sing him to sleep. A song of your people, if you will. More people. Is that a racial slur, my lord? <laughs> <laughs> what what race is he? Uh, they are both um, like humans, but 
probably four foot tall. Oh, they're little boys. Yeah, just little humans. All right. Yeah. No, no, that's not. I mean, no. Like, very well, my lord. No offense taken, right? <laughs> and Doyne is like, right, my lord. No offense taken, right? And they, uh, Ori goes to, to get his instrument. He's actually been dying to play it for someone because he's put in a bunch of practice. Uh, and then Doyne goes off to get the ice and the cream separately, <laughs> but also together. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Ori rolls a six for his performance check. So he's singing and he's belting it, but it is like not good. Not- I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling relaxed right now. Not at all. <laughs> he's like, well, just wait till we get to the love ballad, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doyne comes back. He has three containers on a tray. On one side is cream. On the other side is ice. In the middle is the two mixed. Is, is this to your seek your pleasure, my lord? Mm, absolutely. You can have the night off, but you have to keep watch of your partner. Very well. So basically just stand outside the door while he sings. Say so real quick, can I have both of you do a perception roll? Sure. It's a one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am really distracted by this music right now. <laughs> uh, 18. Okay, so as you guys get a closer look at him, uh, you can see that Ori and Doyne are both twins. Oh. And they, they are, like, indistinguishable. You you didn't notice that. I didn't. <laughs> oh, they're related? Huh. I didn't I didn't know that. He's like, oi, he's my twin brother. And then Doyne's like, oi, we're born at the same time, same mother, different father. Explain that one to me, eh? Really? I didn't, I, I never would have guessed. Indeed. It's a natural life's mystery. I'm not a biology student, my lord. Uh, you ever heard of immaculate conception? Yes, we were conceived immaculately. It was one pristine birthing, it was. Hmm. I Look into that. You might be the savior of our of your people. I'd like to think so, my lord. Surely your songs might get a little better if it was. <laughs> and Ori stops playing and he's like, Hey! <laughs> but yeah, so he continues playing. He's written part of an opera as well that he's trying to run by you. And he sings all of the parts. Uh, Are you not entertained, Magna? So he actually got a 17 on his performance role for the opera. And it's passable. Definitely heard worse. It's improving. It's improving. Right. We'll give him that. <laughs> all right, and like I, he went balls out for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just curl up on the, on the foot of the bed and be like, all right, let's go to bed, Magna. And like, I just completely forget about the ice and the cream. <laughs> it just like melts there on the de- think, on the bedside table. I think Magna table. tried it, but he kind of just like took a bite, went and spit it out. <laughs> yes, we all scream for ice and cream. <laughs> all right. Uh, so meanwhile, across the castle, Princess Eldora shows uh, Theron and Kalanon to their rooms. Um, you guys have it's kind of same deal. One combined room, the beds, they've spared no expense. They dust it. They, they have, like, grapes on the bedside table. You know, there's a large window where you can see out into the city. And uh, Eldora, you know, looks at Theron, bows respectfully, and says, Your room, sirs. And she looks at Kalanon for a long moment and says, uh, "Good, Well, good night. Good night, my princess. Are you sure you two don't need the room tonight? Oh, my. She... <laughs> <laughs> Theron, <laughs> she has largely the same reaction. Like she doesn't really 
get out much. Upon that, Theron just kind of goes into the room, lays down on the floor, play, places like flips his cloak around so the hood covers his face, and just falls asleep. All right. <laughs> He's so edgy as to sleep on the floor. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's from you know, it's like sleeping on the ground. He spends a lot of time in the oh, forest, okay. so it's where he feels most comfortable. And oh, yes, okay. he's also a little edge lord. Okay. He's worried yeah. the bed's gonna eat him. He can't just enjoy the pillows. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, pardon my my new friend. He's he's a little edgy. He's just trying to go for a reaction. Um. I'll just I'll just go in after him and uh, make sure he's he's like the floor right. Um, have a good have a good night. She uh, is completely blushing, um, and the the red in her cheeks kind of clashes with the golden hair, and uh, has, she has this really striking appearance when she blushes. And she says, "Yes, your friend really does just kind of have a way of speaking." If that's what you want to call it. It's very gruff, mean sometimes says, well, uh, yes. Now, as far as accommodations, we, we want to make sure that you are properly taken care of during our stay in the castle. Uh, we will not have it said that the, the house of El, uh, of Eldario, Eladio, turned away any service to those who have uh, come within our walls. He says, we have two servants, uh, one for each of you, that will see to your every need. Their names are Glam and Clem. Uh, which one do I have? Uh, you have Clem, and All then right. Theron has Glam. All right. Uh, well, Glom is who has. Okay, got it. Yep. Well, well, Glom. Um, looks like as I peer in and I just see Theron, just like I guess that's hard to see uh, with his cloak over it's his an eyes. Audio medium. Yeah, it's it right. <laughs> <laughs> just cloak over his eyes. Yeah, I, I hear a faint snoring. I, like, I I think you have the night off. Glom just like fist bumps the air triumphantly, and he's like. I'm going to go off and finish my book. How wonderful. Oh, what are you writing? Well, it's about a man who goes into a new town and they've outlawed dancing. Can you imagine? <laughs> dancing! I, I can't. Why would the town outlaw dancing? Dancing's wonderful. I haven't the slightest, foggiest idea. What's well, your goes in. book? Well, I haven't thought of a title yet, but... Um, <laughs> Yes, it, it will be a bestseller, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. It certainly needs some work. But good luck. Yes, the, the the triumphant conclusion of the next great Indiglation novel begins tonight. May Thales watch over your writing. It needs it. And he just, like, strides away just at, like, he's, like, turned up to 11. All right. And then Clem is kind of visibly distraught because now his buddy is... Getting to do whatever the heck he wants tonight. Cle Clem, why, why are you so sad? It's like, well, it's been about a month since my last day off. Oh no! Do they do they overwork you? Well, they're slaves. <laughs> yes. They're servants. There's a oh, difference. Okay. <laughs> There's a well. Yes. As a matter of fact, at this point, Princess Eldora would have like, walked, walked off. So he's like, like, just like speaking candidly. Walked back and just like. Exit stage left. Got it. Uh, well, well, Clem. Um, what if you weren't working today? What would you be doing? Well, and he takes a moment. Do you know, like Kiff from Futurama? Yeah. How he like vents to Leela about work, mm -hmm. 
and he he just kind of can't think of anything else because that's his whole life that that is clem's situation oh boy he like walks in and sits on the bed and just var- like verbally dumps on you all of the things that he has to do for the king like he has to walk behind him and make sure that he hasn't soiled himself he has to clean out the bedpans he has to wash the dishes all with the same hands they don't believe in hand washing here the can you believe dishes? that that's an outrage yes I'll make a whole, I'll whip up a whole thing of roast turkey. He takes one bite and says he prefers chicken and walks off. What am I supposed to do with all this turkey? Well, can't you eat it? Well, I, um... Do you, and, do you have a local, ch- like, impoverished children that you could give it to? And the bedpans. The bedpans. The things he does to that are unholy. Known only by the god of death himself. I can't imagine how one feeble old man can create so much... And he makes like a like a hand gesture of just like number two. Oh, you poor individual! I just as I look over, it's is Theron still like s- he's still sleeping. I'm just thinking that we ate off of those dishes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Oh, all your potatoes now, Magna. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well, Clem. Uh, I don't need anything, and Theron certainly doesn't need anything. That's why uh, Glom is writing his book. I really hope he does well with it. He, he's got a great idea, but it's it's the, it's the delivery. Neither here nor there. So uh, why don't you... All right, just keep this between us. All right? You attended to every matter that I wanted, and you got the rest of the night off. He, his jaw drops, and he's like, Are, are you Are you positive? I'm absolutely positive. Um, I, I don't, um, um, and he just like butts down into ugly tears and wraps both arms around you. Uh, as he makes his way over to you from the bed, uh, he steps on Theron's ankle on accident and he just like buries his face into your shoulder. What the hell is going on? There, there. We are going through a lot right now. You missed a, okay, well, I'll catch up on with you later. This man is suffering. Wow, Kelly. He had to do dishes. I didn't know you were nerve. like that. I guess the princess is mine. Falls back asleep instantly. He doesn't mean that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like patting him on the back. It's like, you know, like, there, there. Um, it's it's going to be okay. You're going to do a lot of things tonight that aren't work-related. So I don't want you to do any dishes. Don't clean any bedpans. Don't cook. In fact, it, what time is it? Uh, probably like 10 o'clock at night. Have you ever been to a tavern? There's a tavern? Not since I was a young child. What were you doing there? Was a ch- Again, neither here nor there. <laughs> Why don't you, and I got a couple gold coins from um, our work previously. It's like, mm-hmm. have a drink, talk to Randall. Randall's a wonderful person. Um, and just, you know what? Have the night of your life. So he takes a moment to consider, do a persuasion roll. But with advantage. Oh, sweet. He's not quite sure how to react to this newfound freedom. I rolled a seven and a one, so I get to go with seven. Uh, the persuasion is my... That's a ten on persuasion. Ten. He um, pulls his face like his eyes are red with tears. And he goes, He's you're right, you're right. Yeah, I just... Okay. Okay. A tavern. Whew. And he goes to um, straighten the the sheets out from where he was sitting just moments ago. And he stops. Yes. And just, he stops. 
and uh, looks at you, then looks at the bed and tatters him a little more and walks out, like, on top of the world. Look at that man go. He's going to do mediocre things. <laughs> <laughs> that whole rant would have been better if he, like, just broke into song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And uh, so uh, I guess there are beds there, but are they bunks or are they just, like, side by side? Side by side. Side by side. All right. You can push them together and make super bed. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> right over the top of Theron. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't. Actually, that would be perfect because that way that puts you in darkness. I'm going to do the little cave. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Totally. <laughs> do a, an athletics roll to push the one bed into the other. All right. Athletics. It's a two. Two? <laughs> I rolled a one and I have a one. That's a two. So you see that one of the beds is kind of anchored to the floor (laughs) (laughs) this is a great idea go on but um there's like a a pull-out bed that they have in one of the closets that you can just like fold out and then it kind of bridges the gap between the two beds there's like maybe an inch on either side Ooh, that does make it super bad i'm really liking this yeah let's go ahead and do that (laughs) totally yeah it folds right out um that's not as comfy as the two beds are but it's it's still the nicest place you've had to sleep in probably a long time. I'm, I would, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because I just am in the forest most of the time, so I've got at best a hammock. Totally. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll do that, and uh, presumably, hopefully, not wake up Theron because, yikes, I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a pretty sound sleeper. Unless you step on. <laughs> No. <laughs> True. Unless you step on his ankles, <laughs> then he swears and then falls back to sleep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's it for for uh, myself, and I'm assuming Theron. Yeah, I'd say we're done here. All right. So night passes. We'll say a few hours pass, and Magna, um, you're, we'll say you're tossing and turning in your sleep a little bit. You wake up for a brief moment, and you hear uh, the sound of sobbing. Off kind of in the distance. Probably <laughs> down the hallway. Uh, I, I look straight down towards, uh, down the bed towards Big Boots, see if it's coming from coming from him. No, he, um, we'll say he is like having a dream of the fight earlier, but it's like a way exaggerated version. So like instead of just like a dusty ground, there's like a force, like a square shaped ring. And he's like pile driving people. And, uh, you can see my dream? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just the dream that you're having. Oh, yeah. okay. So, and so you're like in your sleep, like your hands this, are moving, like you're like boxing people. And this doesn't sound exaggerated at all to big boots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then I guess I'm, I'm going to get out of bed and investigate, see what's going on. Try to follow the sound. All right. So just down the hallway, um, you see a small room. Uh, it's kind of secluded. Like you would just walk right by it if you didn't hear the sobbing coming from it. Uh, the door is open, and as you open it, you see um, the window in the far far end of the room. The little closet here is open, and there's kind of like the roofs leading down at probably like a thirty degree angle, where you could get out the window and sit on the roof and look out over the city. Do an insight roll to see if you recognize kind of the the voice. That's a ten. Okay. Um, sounds a lot like the breathing and gasps and voice of the prince from earlier. Uh, prince El Dario. Um, so Magnus is going to step out there and just continue following the sound. 
All right. Yeah, he's sitting out there um, on like the, the shingles and he looks at you and tries to like wipe the tears away from his eyes. But you notice he only does it with his left hand. Uh, he says, oh, hi. Um, hello. I what, what are you what are you doing here? I, I thought could, you'd be sound asleep by now. I could ask you the same thing. He uh, it's like a really clear night. Just a couple of crowd, clouds in front of a large crescent moon. Um, and he says, well, I'm just, um, you know, out here. Just uh, getting some fresh air. Don't don't you have a balcony that you could do that on instead of on top of the roof? Eh, this place is a little more uh, hidden. W- would you like to join me? It's very it's a it's a cool night. That it is. I, I'm up anyway, so might as well. All right. So as you go to um, sit next to him, he uh, keeps wiping the tears away, but you notice only with his left hand. And uh, he begins to kind of tell you his his story, you know. So when he was born, um, he was born with a birth defect and his mother died in the birth. And so those two things combined has made his father always kind of hate him or if not hate him, just kind of like be annoyed by him, treat him like less than the daughter, keep him hidden away because he doesn't want it to be seen as like a weakness in the royal family. He wants more than anything to prove himself to his dad. Uh, to the king, that he's worthy of the title of prince. You can see he, uh, you know, he's kind of gesturing with his left arm. He says, well, I, I suppose I should um, just just don't laugh. All right. And he uh, snaps his fingers, and the minor illusion covering his right arm fades away, and you can see that his right arm is kind of black and withered and about half the length of the other arm. Uh, it's the, the birth defect that he was mentioning earlier. Do you, do you know what 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 it is? Like what causes this defect? As well, I, I've checked every book in the library, every book that about medicine and biology, and it seems like it happens once every ten thousand, once in every ten thousand births. Sometimes it's an arm, sometimes an ear, a leg. I'm one of many. Yeah, he says he's always treated me like like I'm an animal for it, like I'm not deserving of of the title of prince. Well. I, I'm I'm really not sure what to say in this situation, being that, you know, my entire family was killed when I, at a very young age, so I really don't have much experience with family. But keep at it, you know, stay strong. Uh, and I'm not really not good at this stuff. <laughs> Magna um, is not sociable. <laughs> no, he's not very sociable at all. Um, it's Big Boots does all the talking for him. <laughs> was really prepared um nice night isn't it he uh <laughs> you basically give him a feels bad man <laughs> <laughs> he looks out and he says uh yes it, it's my my greatest wish is to rule over this place someday be a strong leader like my father uh before the sickness well i i think you can even even with the even with your arm you can still uh do many great things that's what I've tried. I've, I've tried to learn some spells so I can be at least proficient in something. And he just doesn't see any value in anything that I do, it seems. I'm always at odds against him. Even when I breathe. Well, he just sounds like a cranky old man, if it weren't, if it, if it, if it is what it sounds like to me. He starts like, he like, he's like, huh. <laughs> and he just starts like laughing and laughing. Because that's, that's exactly what he's been felt, like felt his entire life, is that his father's just a cranky old man. So he, uh. Kind of takes your hand, but not in like a weird way, you know, like a like a friend 
kind of way and he's like not in a I, i'm way. glad right <laughs> <laughs> he's like I'm, I'm glad i can trust you with this can you keep this and he kind of looks at his arm defeatedly and he says can you keep this uh, a secret between us i i don't want to cause any incidents i don't want to i don't want another reason to feel like an outsider yeah with, with more people yeah it's, it's, keep it. it's bad enough when it comes from your own family i i, I can imagine but yeah i'll it's my lips are sealed. Excellent. Um, go ahead and do a perception roll. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's a one. All right. So um, you don't notice as <laughs> the uh, the falcon flying overhead craps on your shoulder and uh, lands right on the um, right on the the knee of the prince, and uh, it looks like it's got a message in like its leg. You know, like a little like carrier pigeon kind of thing. Um, he takes the message off, and wait, wait, uh, wait. the poop has a message on it. No, it, it pooped on his shoulder on the way to landing. Oh, yeah, it had a <laughs> messenger poop. <laughs> exactly, but uh, yeah, he um, you know, unrolls it, uses like prestidigitation to unroll it, and um, you see his face get white, like just he loses all the color in his face, and he looks at you. And uh, says, I'm sorry, I, I really must be going. Thank you so much for coming out here. And he kind of like pats you on the shoulder, bro-like. Is it the the shoulder that has the falcon poop on? No, the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's not soiled. Um, but yeah, he uh, he says, I, I really appreciate it. It's good to have a friend that you can count on. Oh, um, no problem. Have a good night. He nods and gives you a genuine smile. And then uh, heads back in through the window into the, the small closet and back into the castle. Is the falcon still there? Uh, it kind of hovers around a bit and then lands right on the corner and squawks at you. You did this to me. I don't know. It shrugs its little bird shoulders and then flies off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I go back inside. All right. So you go back inside. Big Boots is still dreaming of being the uh, the world wrestling champion proving that he earns the belt and uh, as you make your way in you just doze right off to sleep what's up everyone logan here just uh stepping in during the editing process as usual to uh, let you know about some cool people who helped us out with the podcast and uh, to follow our social medias. So, first things first, the uh, first person we want to thank is the band Throne of Iron. I guess people instead of person. Uh, the band Throne of Iron, they did the intro and outro music for the podcast. So, give them a follow on Facebook at Throne of Iron. They have a new album coming out real soon. So, if you dig their sound, be sure to follow them and uh, keep up to date with all the stuff going on with their new album. Also, all the artwork on our social medias was done by Skylar Laud. We want to thank her. Thank her. Uh, you can find her deviant art uh, at Miss Lady Sky and also at Laud Illustrations on Facebook. She does uh, character artwork and stuff. So if you're looking for a commission, maybe for your own character, uh, be sure to hit her up. Uh, she also does graphic design for you know, as you can see on our socials, uh, stuff like that. You know, just shoot her a message. Maybe you can work something out. 
Also, we want to uh, thank you, the listener, so, so, so much. We had a really good first month since, you know, we're a brand new podcast and everything. Listener, new listeners uh, is a huge thing for us. So, again, we had a pretty good month, so we want to thank you so much for listening and sticking with us. Uh, If you have a friend who you think might enjoy the podcast, be sure to let them know about it and uh, have them check it out if you could. Uh, It's the best way to grow a podcast is... It's from word of mouth, so we'd really appreciate it. And give us a like or follow on Twitter and Facebook. We're at Roll for Damage Pod in both of those. So I'm going to go ahead and let you get back to the episode here. But before that, we're going to ha- roll a couple of promos for Ben and myself's uh, other side projects. But until then, thanks. Hey, everyone. I'm Logan. I'm Ellie. I'm Andrew. And this is a podcast called Sleep with the Light On. (laughs) We're two horror experts. Me. And me. Teach a horror novice, that's me, all about the fun and dark side of the genre of horror. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of fun games here on the podcast, Andrew. We sure do, Logan. One is called Five Degrees of West Craven. It sure is called that. (laughs) Where (laughs) we play like Five Degrees of Kevin Bacon, but with West Craven. Because my favorite director is Wes Craven. Oh, is that so? Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's give an example of one for the people. Here. Well, so the idea is I can connect any movie or TV show to Wes Craven in five degrees or less. Or actor. Or five spots or less. Yeah. So I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Okay. Can you connect SpongeBob to Wes Craven? SpongeBob SquarePants? No. Yes, SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. The other SpongeBob. Let me think. <laughs> Boom. 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 Let me hear it. Mr. Krabs is played by Clancy Brown. Sure. Clancy Brown, of course, <laughs> is in Pet Cemetery 2. Okay. Which was directed by Mary Lambert. Okay. Mary Lambert also directed Pet Cemetery. Okay. The first one. Okay. Which stars Miko Hughes, who was also in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <laughs> oh, dang, girl. Obviously directed by Wes Craven. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Also, if you speaking of Pet Cemetery, we did an episode of Pet Cemetery. It was yeah, a really fun check episode. It check it out. Available yes. wherever you get podcasts. Hey there, folks. This is Ben, the DM of this campaign. I'm an 8th grade history teacher, but by night, I love to write about quote-unquote nerd culture. If you like what you hear tonight and enjoy reading stories about education, life, and RPG book reviews, check out my blog at beardythedungeonmaster.wordpress.com. Be sure to check out the next blog post where I share some dad jokes that are sure to slap and make your next social interaction a groaner. That's beardythedungeonmaster.wordpress.com. All right, so meanwhile, across the castle, uh, Theron is fast asleep, having dark dreams. Underneath the bed. Yeah, underneath the bed. The beds. Or the mega bed. The super bed. The super bed. Um, But yeah, so Kalanon, kind of similarly, you would be kind of roused from your sleep as you hear something from the window in the room. Actually, uh, I just noticed this for 5th uh, edition. Elves have a trance, so I only need four hours of sleep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, sounds about right. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm woken by by what, then? Uh, it sounds like a, um, like a rattling coming from the window. 
what type of oh, what time of night is this? Is the is the moon like fully out, or is are we like at a dusk hour? Uh, probably like midnight, one o'clock ish. The moon is fully out. Okay. Uh, stars are out. Some small clouds passing in front of both. What in the name of Thelus? Um, and I'll go towards the rattling of the window. All right. So as you open the window, um, you see that there's a little walkway leading to a balustrade kind of sticking out of the castle on the corner. And perched on top of the balustrade, you see um, the Crimson Snipe, who uh, turns and kind of looks over at you. Crimson Snipe uh, jumps down. Wait, we know is the princess, right? Right. Like, why would she still be in camouflage around him? Uh, well, she's heading out for a a nightly excursion in the city to go fight some crime. Uh, she nat twenty nat twenties her acrobatics roll to get down off the balustrade onto the the ledge, and she kind of motions for you to come back, come out with her. I can't do it that well um, because I have terrible acrobatics, but I'm going to so, try so that. She reaches out her hand and says, let me help you, Kalanon. At this point, when, this is the first time she speaks, and her voice is the voice of the princess. Okay, so I'm just going to be taken aback because uh, something so red and edgy, as opposed to dark and edgy, which I'm used to at this point in time. Um, and But something so beautiful, I'll just, Kalanon would just be like taken aback, but then like, okay, absolutely, and just like reaches, grab, uh, puts his arm out there so she can take it. All right, roll acrobatics with advantage since she's assisting. The different colors of the edge rainbow. <laughs> I just imagine this is like a Aladdin when he like comes up the flying carpet and like a whole new world starts playing when he grabs her hand. Do you trust me? Do you That's trust me? That's kind of what I'm envisioning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sixteen. Sixteen. All right. So we'll say you go to um, you go to slip for just a moment and she catches you and kind of holds you there in like a like a reverse dip, you know. Aww. Um, and she writes you and kind of leads you over to the balustrade and she says this is one of my favorite places to come observe over the city i remember being a girl and coming out here and knowing that someday all of these places would be under me and my brother's domain these would be our responsibility so you're going to rule together she says well i i'm not sure actually um we, we haven't been able to get a straight answer out of our father since the um the, the madness set in he has no living will. Well, it's, it's it's a simple monarchy. It would go to the to the son, if I'm not mistaken. She says, "Well, um, I don't believe it will." She says, "Our father's always my father's always had a distaste for my younger brother. I don't see him handing the keys to the palace over to him anytime soon." So would he side with you then? Would would he imp- impose? He would uh, set you up as the ruler. He certainly could. It's not. It wouldn't be the first time that the Imperial City, the Golden Empire, has had an empress. So, what madness is he trying to go with then? If if there's no situation where you understand what he could, I saw him at dinner day. He could keel over at any point. At this, she kind of looks down sadly, and she says, "Yes." She says, "I miss the better times. It wasn't always this way." But um, at this, a couple of cr- like a flock of crows fly by and caw. That's my favorite band. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just want to say it's a murder of crows. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> I suppose it is. Um, yeah, so she uh, she says, well, be that as it may, uh, the clock is ticking. And if I can't, if my father won't allow me to leave the palace, then this will have to be my contribution to the city, to my people. 
And she uh, goes to kind of leave the little side tower there. That's so inspiring. And she uh, turns back and walks back into the tower and kisses you on the cheek. <laughs> what? Yeah. And she says, uh, I, I hope to see you again sometime. Stop. Don't be a stranger. I, I won't be. I'm certainly not a stranger. Say, she um, goes off to the little walkway. Uh, throws herself off backwards and casts fly on herself as she takes off to go fight crime in the city. Your girlfriend is really cool, bro. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> apparently very powerful. Ca- casting fly is a third level spell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, she's been around yeah. a little bit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. When you say been around. <laughs> around the neighborhood, fighting okay. thugs. All right, got it, got it. It's okay. The, she's like a dare officer, but she effective. She had a really good magic <laughs> teacher. Uh, so is she like... She's flying, but is she doing anything extra, like taking her, her cloak and just like... Yeah, it just like furls out, so okay. it looks like she has wings. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that is that is uh, dope as hell. Thank you for using my vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, uh, I'm taken aback by everything, especially like the kiss, because I wasn't expecting that. So I'll just like slightly like rub the location... And it's like, I'm so warm. Never wash this cheek. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll just like look back into Theron because I'm assuming he's, he's, he's there, right? Yep. Yeah, he's still chilling under the bed, sawing logs. We had an exciting night, didn't we, Alec? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I imagine Theron probably doesn't dream much. It's just darkness. Oh, my God. <laughs> the sad thing is... No one's going to believe me. At all. And that's okay. Alright. And I'm just gonna, like, get back in and... A gentleman never kisses and tells anyway, Sterling. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, besides, who kissed me? Was it the Crimson Snipe or was it the princess? (laughs) Not the Crimson Snipe isn't the princess. Like, we never got actual for sure. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm just gonna go back in and... On my super bed and... (laughs) <laughs> just like stare up the ceiling just in elation and uh once that passes like an hour or two later <laughs> go back to sleep all right yeah so morning comes ori doyen glom and clem uh all come to greet you guys um with like a, a tr- like a golden tray of fruits and vegetables um they bring back the ice the cream and the ice and cream <laughs> Just in case, you know. It's got to be melted at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. So they brought fresh. They have uh, some golden cloaks for you guys to wear uh, oh, in the shit. court. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, you guys have saved the princess. They, they got money to burn. So as, as they kind of lead you guys down into the dining hall once more where you had dinner last night, um, you see that Prince Aldario, like as you walk in, Prince Aldario and King Eladio are both kind of arguing uh, back and forth. I have to take a second to point out that Theron did not put on the golden cloak. Oh. Because <laughs> well, black the... and gold look good? Yeah, that's a, that's a clash. That's way too bright. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, you would overhear Prince Eldario saying, like, oh, we must, we must answer the summons from the Oracle. She is our spiritual gateway into peering with the gods. We cannot ignore her request. And the king says, Oracle, Schmoracle, I'll, uh, I'll have you report to my fist. 
On your face, you little mongrel. I can't believe you're half your mother. Actually, I can. And he turns to look at you guys, the king does, and uh, he's like, Welcome to breakfast. Zero segue. Welcome to breakfast. I can't believe you're half your mother. Welcome to breakfast. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so Uh, are we interrupting anything? This nonsense. Come have some eggs. They're freshly cooked, right? And Glom, um, he's got like a book in his breast breast pocket, um, and he's just kind of patting it, like happily and he's like yes they are fresh my lord are they sunny side up well are they and clem just like you can see his hair is disheveled and he's got like deep bags under his eyes and uh, a scar on his face probably from the inn that he went to last night and he's like do you want him sunny side up we can make him sunny side up my lord just give me something to cure this hangover i mean Welcome to breakfast. <laughs> um, Did we so, notice that, that he was patting the, the, the book and kind of was a little suspicious? Yeah, Glom is like super chipper about it. Like he's he's like, oh, wait, he's just like waiting for someone to ask him about the book, you know? <laughs> what are my servants' names again? Ordor and Nord- Nordor? Uh, Ori and Doin. All right, so I go up to Doin. He's like pushing this food cart out from the kitchen. He's got like one of those... Uh, chef, white, white chef hats on oh. and he's like morning my lord what do you require for breakfast okay you know what I require I got this new dope ass cloak right Look indeed it looks, looks fantastic very, on a scale of dope to not so dope it's easily on the dope side my lord damn right <laughs> Um, you, how's the armory here can you get me some new armor well I think so I uh, we got a little uh, blacksmith He's an halfling, like you, right? No, I'm a gnome, you racist dick. Oh, right. I really should work on that. It's a character flaw, my lord. Pay no <laughs> mind to it. <laughs> um, go get me some uh, some scale mail. I need some uh, some new armor, chief. Scale mail? Yeah. It will be done, my lord. Dope. He, he, uh, his first let... I, I got his... I, I, I'm on breakfast serving duty today, my lord. But you're my servant right now, aren't you? I, I suppose. Yeah. Let let Ori Magori over there. He'll he'll serve breakfast. You go get me the cl- the armor. Ori just looks at you with really wide eyes. It's like, how did you know what? No, my name is Magori. <laughs> it has been written. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon now. <laughs> Ori Magori. <laughs> Wait, since they're brothers, they're bo- both their names are Magori. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Cl- Clem, Clem, come here. Say, uh, Clem's mine. All right, Clem, come here. <laughs> oh, okay. Clem yeah, like stumbles over to you, like hangoveredly. Fetch me some mistletoe. It's like mistletoe, mistletoe. What are you gonna do? Kiss me? <laughs> and he gets a really serious look on his face. <laughs> you can only wish. Now go. It's like you got it, boss. Two mistletoes. All right. I'm just gonna. Shoot someone's toe with a missile and then hand it over to you like a shish kebab. Happy breakfast. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Happy breakfast. <laughs> but yeah, and he just like stumbles off to go find some mistletoe. <laughs> At this, Glom is like, pay no attention to him. Instead, pay attention to my new bestseller. 
Hey, so these eggs, you got any bacon with them? Yes, we have fresh bacon. You know what rhymes with bacon? Bacon? Kevin? The title of my new book. Taken? Loose Foot. It fits perfectly. That's it's my about cousin's dancing. name. <laughs> that doesn't no. rhyme at all. Yeah. <laughs> Big boots and loose foot. We have great event. Anyway, just give me my eggs, bro. Says, you got it. <laughs> and he uh, strides over to the food cart, push- finishes pushing it up to the table. You'd see that Prince Eldario um, sits at the other head of the table with the king on the other side. So like direct opposite from each other, kind of glaring daggers. And how long is this table? Uh, 15 feet. Long enough. Yeah, not far enough, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, they they serve. They got eggs, bacon, sliced ham. They have pears, peaches, uh, apples, oranges. They even have uh, flapjacks, you know, that they make on their cast iron skillets. Um, yeah, I'm pretty more much. Of a crepe guy. Uh, Ori's like a crepe, my lord. Don't worry about it, Ori. Magori. They sound pretty crepey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, King, happy breakfast to you, young man. How are you doing? He's got a, uh, <laughs> we'll say like a piece of kale <laughs> on his fork, and he's like, very good, very good. So what's with this uh, this oracle schmoracle? Oh, yes, pay no mind to it. It's not important. You know, it is important. What's that? Pheasant hunting. To some, but to others, they seek... Great namehood. Yes. And I feel the way that I could achieve that is if I have someone tell me the way. The way. <laughs> He's like, yes, very well. Well, if you want to talk to my bastard over there on the far side of the table, I mean, my son, and he glares daggers at him, and uh, the prince is just like fuming on the other okay. side of the table. I, I just like. Gently rub his hand, be like, okay, king, I love you. And I walk over to the prince. As you walk away, he's like, I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to backtrack too much, but when he said pheasant hunting, I was just like, peasant hunting? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That too. (laughs) It's like some most dangerous game up in here. (laughs) You have your choice, bird or human. (laughs) Bird or. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what's, what's your name again, prince boy? He looks at you and he's like, oh, I thought you'd be riding the other. Uh, I Magna. I like to stretch my legs once in a while. Fair enough. Um, and he uh, goes to hand you. This would be the same kind of scroll that Magna saw last night with the, um, you know, attached to the, the falcon's foot. And uh, he would hand it to you. And it reads, my lord, I have received strange tidings from the gods. A dark, uncertain future uh, awaits us all. Come at once that we might discuss these omens and protect our beloved empire from collapse. May Regalost guide your steps. Nazera. And who's Regalost? Would, would God of Time. God of Time. Yep. That's mine. Okay. So could I have everyone roll history on Nazera? We'll see if you've heard of her. Or how much you've heard of her. That's a nine. I got a nine. Do you want a new dice? <laughs> <laughs> I got 14. 15. So I got a nine, too. The dice are betraying me as well. I can't use my others because they sound like an elephant walking through the room. <laughs> so they sound like my ex-girlfriend. What up? Oh, oh snap. I'm not stepping on that landmine. <laughs> so Theron and Big Boots have both heard of Nazera. Um, she is the prophet, like the oracle to the gods. 
Uh, they speak directly through her. They it's kind of like a to, seance to all the gods, or just that all the certain? gods. Oh, yep, yep. So every god has like priests and temples throughout the land where they speak. That particular god speaks to one, like the high priest, but no other gods speak to that priest. She's the only person on this side of the world that all the gods funnel through her. Okay, Big Boots would be very interested in this. He would definitely want to like talk to someone who could represent his god for sure. Totally, yeah. Um, Prince Eldario, uh, puts forth the idea. He says, well, I really should go talk to her, um, and see what, it sounds pretty serious, right? Yeah. Hey guys, come on over here. What do you want? I, uh, I have a job for you. Like the collective you or for Theron? The royal you. Okay. So the princess. No, uh, all of you get over here. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone just shifts down to the other side of the table. And the king's like, hey. <laughs> now who's lo- going to talk to Phyllis? And he points know. at an empty chair. I love you, king. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Adario, what's your name? He's Eldario. Eldario. Yes. What's up, dog? Hey, tell them what you told them. Told me, and then I'm assuming off off screen he catches everyone up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oracle needs help. Dark future awaits. Looking, seeking adventurers. He says, um, "You know, my my city guard is still around the city trying to find more of those cultists. I I don't have a proper uh, suit of guards at my disposal unless I flex and kiss kiss my my uh, bicep and be like, right here, dog. Oh, you just had to say it." says would you be so kind we you'd be amply rewarded i don't put a th- one and two zeros on that and you got yourself a deal <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> says i can do you one better yeah oh, please don't don't antagonize me <laughs> he uh brings over ori says ori get over here and ori's like yes my lord my prince i'm sorry sorry ori here um <laughs> and he's like ori go fetch them the uh the tools and he winks at him, and Ori's like totally confused, and then it dawns on him, and he's like, <gasps> Yes, sir, my lord. Right away. And he um, goes off, kind of off screen, for probably <laughs> a good half an hour, as he goes to uh, to tell you kind of the, the journey. It's a three-day journey to the south of Indiglis. Uh She lives in a tower right on the coast. You know, these waves crash up on the tower, kind of like a lighthouse, uh, but it kind of magically never decays like it the place is structurally sound and uh, she has an assistant his name is high priest nestor that sees to her every need as well as a couple of bodyguards um, but yeah they'll provide horses and stuff uh, within the next half hour Ori comes back and he has a uh, a bag looks like a fanny pack yes and um, he slaps it down on the table and he's like here you go my lord the tools for questing <laughs> right right then yes and he kind of goes he's like giddy you know as he walks kind of in the background and just like look like can't stop smiling grinning for ear to ear looking at you guys just like waiting to see what your reaction's gonna be and so prince aldario uh reaches his whole arm his whole left arm inside the sack which strikes some like of a, you guys as odd this would be a bag of holding probably yeah okay yeah so it's like a satchel of hold or a, a fanny pack of holding <laughs> And he uh, slams out a few red vials. Go ahead and add one health potion. Like a, like a standard health potion to your inventory, guys. All right. And then he pulls out a weapon 
for each of you. They seem to be kind of gleaming in the light, kind of sparkling, like they have glitter infused in it. Oh, Big Boots is squeeing and like tapping his feet. He's like, oh, presents! <laughs> totally. So shiny. But yeah, he uh, he says, rather than pay you in gold, which gold coins come and go, you know, as surely as the sun and moon rise and set in their own accord, uh, I would rather pay you in uh, a gift for your friendship. And he kind of looks over at Magna. He says, your friendship, hospitality, and uh, saving my sister. Of course, of course. And he um, pulls out a weapon. So whatever weapon you guys currently have, he has a, a plus one version of it. Oh. So it's plus one to attack and to damage. As he gifts them all to you, if you accept this quest of taking him to Nazera. I, I just love the idea of him pulling the trident out, because Big Boots uses a trident. <laughs> totally. That's pretty it, like, dope. gleams in the sun. Yes. No, so, uh, how are you going to add a 1 and 2 zeros to this? Says, well... <laughs> plus 100. <laughs> yeah, a plus 100 trident. Fuck. You just stick the ground and the earth explodes. <laughs> no, he, uh, he says, well, this is worth a 1 and 3 zeros in the market. Oh. Indeed. These are the only of their kind. Made by gnomes past, the ancient gnomish forges in Cory's hold. Our ancient artifacts that I bequeath to you, my friends. I accept the be- I, I Logan here. I accept the bequeathal. Excellent. Then it is thoroughly bequeathed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys got, got all that added on your sheet then and stuff? Yep. yep. Got it. The one health potion and then the with plus one yep good deal all right so the king would be furious at this uh king eladio because pretty much any decision his son makes he finds fault with it um he says oh we only have so many of those what are you doing son boy monster mongrel ingrate bastard i think that's all of them right and Dwayne just kind of shrugs like what are you doing giving away giving away these priceless artifacts hey king well, I love you. And the king stops immediately. And he turns to an empty chair and says, Do you hear this guy? I love you too, but still. <laughs> uh, they're, they're not priceless. They're worth one and three zeros. Yes, I suppose. <sighs> we saved your daughter. That's true. That is true. Speaking of which, I, I don't see her here. Where Where is she? Well, something about... Um, Feeling a little ill. Maybe the uh, yesterday's activities were a little too much for her. She is a frail one, after all. She takes after her mother in that way. Frail and just kind of weak of body, but strong of mind. I, I don't think we're talking about this. That, not, again, neither here nor there. I just hope she recovers well. Yes, we'll send some servants up to check on her, of course. Bring her some leftover breakfast. Get her some hash browns. Yes. What do you say, Magna? Oh, sh- Would you care to... Test out some of our world-famous hash browns. What's a hash brown? Well, and he goes on to explain exactly how they're cooked. Kind of like, um, that's like his favorite breakfast food, and he's just talking your ear off about it. Um, As soon as you go to kind of pay attention to the king, you can see the prince get a little, not like upset, but like a little steamed, like, oh, dad's talking to my buddy. (laughs) Aw, <laughs> he's a possessive friend boy. Yeah. <laughs> Magna Magna is definitely interested in this new type of potato food. So he's 
his his attention is is pretty much diverted to the king right now. It's like wait, potatoes man, there's, over there's friends. There's more than there's more than just mashed potatoes. <laughs> you can eat potatoes in more than just one way. But yeah, um, wait, you're just gonna n- neglect your best spud. I'm not aware that he. <laughs> I'm not aware that he is very uh possessive yeah he, he's, he's gonna kind of magna the oblivious <laughs> he's gonna neglect his bro tato oh my god <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah so um at this uh prince eldario would be insistent upon scooping it for you just kind of one up his dad a little bit um as soon as he scoops it on your plate you see him shoot the king a look and then he says would you like more friend um yeah I would just fill up the whole plate. <laughs> All right, he keeps scooping and scooping. Absolutely. Um, and Big Boots is just awkwardly standing there with his plate empty, like just kind of <laughs> crying. Like I, I would like some. Okay. Hey, Zach, I have some As soon as he's done scooping on your plate and it's to your satisfaction, he hands Big Boots the spoon and the bowl. <laughs> Excuse me, Your Majesty. Says, yes, my boy. Do you mind if we borrow your son for a while? Says, well, what are you gonna do with him? We're going to take him on a trip. A trip to... Away from here. You got it. <laughs> Leave immediately. Well, so, immediately after breakfast, that is. I, I hand the king the spoon, trying to get him to serve me. <laughs> Say, he... Um... I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes the spoon jovially and scoops on his own plate. And then he goes to hand it to one of the empty chairs. Phyllis. Yeah, he's like, Phyllis loves mash. She loves hash browns. This is her favorite as well. We bond over this and have spoken at length about it many times. This isn't that right, Phyllis. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he hands the spoon. He sets the spoon right down in front of her chair, like on the table, as there's like a full plate set out with like napkins and stuff. And nothing happens. He's like, he looks over at Kellen and he's like, oh, she must be feeling a little queasy today. Very well, Phyllis. Have it your way. And Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. he, um... <laughs> you know, I knew your dad was a cranky old man, but I didn't think he was delusional as well. Who are you calling illusional? I'm right here, my boy. <laughs> I have no one to hide from. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. It's nothing. I'm... We're talking about a, 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 a character in a story that we were thinking about. Say it, this uh, Glom would come up and be like, my story? No. Um, he's like, uh, would you like some bacon? Some Kevin bacon? Uh. And he... he uh, I've never had that type of bacon before. What is it? He says, well, it was really good about 30 years ago. <laughs> ah, aged ham. Indeed. I think it works the same way as wine. <laughs> Wait, are you not aware of like dry-aged meats? Have you never had a hundred-year-old pork rind? The fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> After we're done with this, I'll get you a charcuterie board, and we're going to have a wonderful time. Okay. All right. On that note, um, they get the horses ready for you guys. Uh, they have a like a wagon with you know two horses in front and then like the the chauffeur that's going to be driving the horses and um the prince would invite magma uh, i almost like magma he'd invite magna to 
sit in the carriage, and then he gets each of you your own horse, and he gets uh, Big Boots a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just go up and just sit right next to Magna. Wait, right. a, a donkey, or can we get a Shetland pony? What's a Shetland pony? Little mini, mini it's ponies. Like oh, two yeah. foot tall pony. <laughs> Let's do that instead, yeah. yeah. It's just a dog. <laughs> a wiener dog. Yeah, it's, it's the wiener dog of horses. <laughs> yeah, no, Big Boots is going to try to ride on Magna's shoulders the whole time. All right, so um, as you guys uh, go to ride through the city, the uh, the prince has like a hood over his head, and um, you can see that like the townspeople, like the the carriage that you're in is has the the holy symbol, the 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 city of the symbol, the symbol of the city emblazoned in it. So they they stop and they get out of the way and stuff and kind of make way for this royal carriage, but they don't really know. Yeah, they don't really know anyone that's that's on it as it kind of comes around the corner you would see the wrestler from two days ago and he uh makes direct eye contact with you and just like salutes i wink and and just give finger guns hey (laughs) so he like plays along and pretends like he got shot from the finger guns (laughs) as the uh the carriage speeds off towards the southern gate and you guys are out of the city within about 10 minutes Finger crossbows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so it is a three-day journey. Um, at the end of the first day, uh, you guys are able to find a little clearing where you can make a camp, set up a fire. Prince Eldario would use Firebolt to cast the fire, and um, as everyone kind of makes camp. That's a little excessive. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a flex on him, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, so could I have everyone do a survival roll? Yeah, no, while we just, who all came on this trip with us? Is it just, like, us and the prince? Uh, you guys, the prince, and the carriage driver. Twelve. Eighteen. Five. Wow, yeah. I'm not, the, I have seven. All right, so as you go to set up camp, uh, if you beat a twelve, then... <laughs> I know. What if you hit exactly a twelve? Oh, yeah, twelve or greater. Okay. We'll say greater than or equal to twelve. Then you are able to set up your tent pretty well. I've been doing this for a hundred years. I don't know why it's so complicated. I, I go over and help Callie. So I, I hit an 18, so... Okie doke. Who needs yeah. a tent? Theron just lays down on the ground. <laughs> cloak face. over his cloak, <laughs> cloak over his face and everything. You're being Sounds so pretty... intense right now. <laughs> I was just going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to it. Kind of running off, you hear like, you know, like a scurrying in the woods. And into the party kind of camp area, this little glade that you're in. Uh, you see a naked man with a guitar strung around his back, like an acoustic guitar. He uh, turns to look at you guys. Hey, friends! Greetings! Hail and well met! Well, I don't know if I'm well met, but I am met! Where How are y'all doing clothes? tonight? Oh, I'm doing really good. This is, uh, I'm Big Boots, and we are the Dirty Water Boys, and these are my my merry men. Is the it- boys! So you're dirty water and they're the boys, is that it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, tar me and feather me back. Y'all got anything to eat? Mm, well, th- th- we're not for free. What do you got on you, Chief? Well, nothing but what the gods gave me. And old Bessie over here, and he acknowledges his guitar strung around him. Okay. It's shoot, I was just over at, uh, there's a house over on the, uh, well, I ain't got a good sense of direction. Or a good sense of mileage. I've been running for what feels like forever. I was over with the farmer's daughter doing a little uh, hanky panky. 
bumping the uglies. And he goes and like nudges Kellen. And he's like, this one knows what I'm talking about. Mr. Elf over here. 100 years. 100 uh, good years. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know why you would Are, uh, bump uglies. You're, you're not that. I mean, you're nothing. Not ugly, but you're not. You are a great looking man, sir. Well, that's what the farmer's wife said, too. Ooh. Until, uh, <laughs> you know, you strip down to your skivvies and play her a, a love song on old Bessie here. And, well, he comes home early from his farm. Wait, did he say daughter earlier and now he's... <laughs> Two for one special, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's making his way around the bases. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast use one of the many sprigs of mistletoe that my servant brought me earlier and cast good berries and offer... A couple of good berries to the naked man. He's like, well, shoot, I am indebted to you, my friend. And he takes the good berries and just starts, like, non-ceremoniously stuffing his face with them like a chipmunk when the cheeks are bulged out. So, uh, what's your what's your name there, chipmunk boy? Well, they call me Haverforth Slim. Okay, that is quite the name. Are you, uh, are you a performer of, of musical arts? Is, well, would you believe me if I said yes? I would indeed. Yeah, then. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. So have you, you've gone to Bard College? Well, I was kicked out of the Bard College. How about you teach old Big Boats here uh, a couple of things about the way of the Bard? I, I came to this uh, region to uh, become a Bard. I want to become the greatest Bard of all time, in fact. Well, I can't make any miracles happen, but I can promise you, you'll be the second greatest Bard of all time. I'm coming for you, bitch. <laughs> uh, do a persuasion roll. Uh, 18. 18. Yeah, he is totally jazzed about showing you a thing or two on his instrument. What instrument do you have? A kazoo. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so uh, he pulls out Bessie, the guitar, and he shows you a few keys. Shows you how to harmonize with the kazoo, which I don't actually know if you can. But he's going to try and show you how. If there's a you will, there's a way. <laughs> exactly. You end up making some music. Go ahead and do a performance roll, and then he'll make one as well. Oof. Oof. Uh, five total? <laughs> five. So he got a nine. So to everyone else, this just sounds like hot garbage. <laughs> but he's like it, like Willie Nelson in his own mind with, uh, you know, Mr. Kazoo over here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just, like, super into it. All right. So would you say I, I took a level in Bard? I would. All right. Absolutely. So to break the fourth wall of it, we did level up before uh, we started here, and I took a level in Bard, so we needed a way to make that happen without taking a big break. So that was for you, the audience. The fourth wall is broken. You're welcome. <laughs> so now I am a Bardbarian. Yes. <laughs> so, um, could I, let's see, so that would be day one on this three-day journey. Uh, during day two, so the carriage is going, uh, guys riding your horses uh, on the road south. It's a very well-beaten path, you know, um, kind of your stereotypical medieval roads where it's like a dirt road and there's the tall stick with the two arrows pointing to different cities and stuff. We'll say the prince has been to Nazera uh, and her tower often enough where he, he has a pretty good idea knowing where he's going. Is Slim still with us? Uh, he actually heads out at dawn to find his next, uh, his next boo, as he calls it. <laughs> his next boo. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he would leave you with a little token to remember him by. 
nice. Boo as in sweetheart, or boo as in like he's so bad he gets booed for performing. Both apply here. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. Like back this up. Like, it leaves a token to rem- be remembered by. He only had a guitar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll leave that one there. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, day two, as the carriage is speeding along, um, I need Kalanon and Magna to make perception rolls. You know, it hasn't been a very good day for rolls. Yeah. And that continues. Twelve. Yeah. Fifteen. All right. So, combined, uh, you guys would be able to hear. There, It, seems, it sounds like a, a child crying kind of off in the woods. Oh. Magna, do you hear that? Sounds like a child. Who who brings a child to the the woods like this? He's gonna like hearing the crying, he's gonna like quickly turn towards the prince to see if it's come from him again. Hey, yeah. the prince is like what? Hmm. I hear it t- I hear some crying. Do you know where it's coming from? Do I have enough? Uh yeah. Um if you Tell the carriage driver to stop. He'll stop, and then it would be like right behind you, maybe ten feet away in the woods. Sounds sounds like it's coming right from over here, and I'll just uh, dismount the horse and uh, and go to investigate it. Good deal. Um, so just Magna and uh, Big Boots and the Prince are in the carriage, and Theron and I are on horses. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming we just conversed by the window. Um, so yeah, I'll dismount the horse and, uh, go investigate the source of the crying, which I, I'll hop out with him. Hope is a child. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Magna and Kalanon would head off into the woods. It's only about 10 feet before you see this child. It's probably about five years old and, uh, he's crying and he, uh, he's got like a scratch on his arm from a spider that tried to get him last night. He would tell you that his father is a hunter and he's lost him. He's not sure where his dad went. There, there. Uh, when was the last time you saw your father? It's like, last night I saw him. Was he naked? No. Oh, okay. He's dressed in, like, green and and brown. Yeah. Green huh. and brown. Uh, I'm going to um, cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Uh, on the child, because you know, he's probably scared, and that probably will help him a little bit. Um, how, how did you get out here? Well, I uh, he told me to go get firewood, and I, I couldn't remember my way back. Or, wow, um, that could be anywhere. Um, I'll just, is the prince still in the carriage? Is he just, like, looking out? He's kind of just watching the whole thing happen, yeah. I cast vicious mockery. No, <laughs> Sucks to suck, kid. <laughs> Prince Eldario, um, Eldario, uh, could we? He possibly... says, "What did you just call me?" <laughs> Eldario. That's what I thought. Continue. Do you mind if we detour? Uh, he looks at the kid, and the kid's just sobbing, and he looks at Magna, kind of for like. Okay, okay. We can afford a couple hour detour to find this kid's dad. He is one of our one of my subjects after all. Hold up a second. Uh so Theron's gonna just kinda stare at the kid for a second, like 
intently stare at him. I want to roll insight to see if this kid's being truthful. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, question a child. 21. <laughs> yeah, this kid is frightened out of his mind. As soon as he looks at you and you like stare at him intently, he's just his eyes widen and he goes to hide right behind Magna's leg. Never mind. I'm just gonna like pull <laughs> my hood up and just continue like steering my horse forward. Totally. Oh, I wonder what that was all about. They says he's got a camp around here somewhere. They, it's him and a group of hunters. They come out to find stags and and moose, and they 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 do some traps, and then they sell them over at the market. Okay, so um, I guess I'm gonna try and track. Okay, see if I can find. The bee survival. Thirteen. Thirteen. Excellent. Um, yeah, so you do find a few sets of footprints in the wild here. Um, yeah, so at one point, the the little guy would look over at... He'd look up at Magna. He's probably, like, up to about your knee, you know? Just a little guy. And um, he says, can I... Um, well, I... I, I and he doesn't quite know how to ask, but he points up at your shoulders. <laughs> Seat's taken, kid. <laughs> He's like, aww. Do you want to see something cool, though? Yeah. I cast pre- digitation. <laughs> to do what? I, I yell, look over there, and like a spark flies out. He's and like, I play my kazoo. <laughs> He's like, <gasps> yeah, that was dope as hell, wasn't it? I just learned that this morning. Hey, he like starts to clap. It's like his little tiny baby hip empanada-like fists. <laughs> like, all right, you ready to be a brave boy? <laughs> Say it again. You ready to be a brave boy? Yeah. All right, let's go find your papa. Okay, okay. So are we, Are we? is this all on foot or are we taking the cart with us? Oh, you can take the cart with you. Okay, yeah. I'll probably just throw the kid in there and walk. Gently place yes. the kid. Yes. Shot post the kid into the car. <laughs> Just whip him in there. Like, get the fuck in there, kid. <laughs> Don't make a sound. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he calms Don't down squirm. a bit. Who, who is anyone going to stay in the cart with him? The prince. Well, the prince is going to go wherever Magna goes. Oh, that's fair. Um, I'll Callan will, will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he healed his wounds earlier, so he yeah. um he is kind of like attached at the hip to Kalanon. Oh boy. Um and he uh he starts to ask you questions. He's uh he's like is is the, the one in front is he a gnome? Ah, that's Big Boots. Uh yes. So I've 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 only heard of gnomes, but they my my dad said that you you um that they they eat people. Oh, n- no, this hey. one just Hey Callie? What is it Big Boots? Has has he heard of me? Not yet. Go ahead and tell him of my of my secrets. Oh, the, I was just getting towards that. Well, you see, kid. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> he just like like a shiver goes down the kid's spine. He's like, like <laughs> <laughs> that gnome over there flexes on people all the time. He does exactly. Can I? And he looks kind of like through the the window to the front. He's like, can I? Can I see it? Sure. Hey, Big Boots. What's up, Callie? Uh, flex on an opponent you just defeated. And I just start flexing the bicep, kissing the bicep. I'm shooting more precedigitations in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little fireworks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Finger guns. 
And the kid is just like so jazzed about this. He uh, crawls through the window into the front seat, uh, like squeezing his little person through and sits right next to you. And he's like, tell me more. Oh, I fade to black and big boots tells him like every great battle he's ever had <laughs> totally. all he, three of them. of them three <laughs> <laughs> yeah he buys every word of it nice <laughs> <laughs> there's a point where you guys come to a kind of fork in the road i give him the token that the slim gave me earlier whatever that token was it's now his <laughs> excellent the kid's just like what do i do with this well i wouldn't put it in your mouth <laughs> as he's like yeah too too late <laughs> and he's like chewing on it mm, okay we're gonna i'm gonna ignore that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so after about an hour of this kid just making banter with you guys and asking about you guys um uh, what's the kid's name can we can we glean that one from him yeah aaron okay is that with an e or two a's or two a's a a ron a a ron but yeah, so Aaron, you guys come to a fork in the road, and down from the fork, you see a couple of guys with, I think it's pronounced a trevois. It's like that thing where French fur trappers would like, it's like a like a blanket attached to a wooden stick, and then they use that to pull the stick like a sled. Like, they use that to pull the blanket like a sled. Like, if you just downed an animal, you put it on the trevois, and then you, yeah. you pull it along. Yeah, I know what you're talking is about. That, is that what that... Is that how you pronounce that? Sure. I've never said that out loud. We'll just go with that. We'll it is now. Okay, because I remember seeing that in Age of Empires 3, when you play as the Native Americans, and it's like, how do I freaking say this? Okay. Just say it with confidence, and everyone will be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Actually, I remember totally. that from Almost Heroes. Yeah. Oh, Chris Farley movie? The Chris Farley movie, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so, yeah. yeah it, it, it's on brand. Anyways, go on. Okay, yeah. So, um... So a couple of men clad in greens and browns, like nature colors, come walking down. And one of them has kind of this longer brown beard. And he looks up and sees Aaron. And Aaron's like, Daddy! As he jumps off the cart and just like scoots his way over to his dad. And uh, his father, the hunter, is just kind of like glaring daggers at you guys, being like, what have you done to my son? Where'd you find him? We've been looking for him for two days. Ah, you must be the stag party. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a sec <laughs> we we found your son in the woods he was crying and a spider attacked him and was really are you hurt and he goes and immediately starts to like pat down his kid to make sure there's nothing wrong with him uh, what's he find then nothing all right yeah the kids you, you healed him earlier Maybe yeah exactly i was gonna mouth. say he's not gonna find anything he's just like pr- like protective parent you know? but yeah he uh thanks you guys wholeheartedly for saving his son you're welcome. And uh, little Aaron is like, oh, you won't believe it. There's magma who shoots magma from his mouth. And there's Theron who's dark. <laughs> and Callie who, who can cure people when they get spider cuts and, and stuff. <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's Big Boots. And Big Boots, one time, he wrestled a man so big that his name was Large Boots. And Big Boots was bigger than Large Boots. Hey, hey, Aaron. He's just like still going. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron. Like, yeah. Has he heard of me? He says, "Do you hear about him, Dad? Do you hear about Big Boots, the hero, the barbarian?" And his dad is like, "Sure." 
And I start flexing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he uh, he looks at you guys and he's like, "Well, any any friend of my son is a friend of mine." He says, "Come, we have fresh meat that I'd like to share with you. Come dine with us. We uh, we're just heading back so that we can butcher these animals and uh, get something to eat." Yeah, uh, sure. We we partake. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Go and eat some fresh slaughtered animal. Totally. Yeah, they got like a little spot in the woods. Um, it's kind of off the beaten path, but can I? Is there a way to like discreetly question them why they left their kid in the woods? <laughs> like, yeah, like Bigfoot's is not very tactful, but he's gonna try here. <laughs> so what? Um, what's what's the dad's name? Uh, Jonathan. Hey, uh, hey, Jonathan. It's like yes, he's got like a mouthful of bloody meat. Um, left your kid in the woods, huh? Is that what he told you? Well, that's what I observed. Well, he told us that you told him to get firewood. Is that is that right? He says, yeah, firewood. And he points to the pile of firewood across the camp. You didn't, you weren't worried about him being gone? He says, well, we've been looking for him for two days. But you stayed, I, we found you at your camp. He says, yes, we were making a perimeter around the area. We found a couple of animals on the way. Is there like a is there a sense motive in in five ears or something else? Maybe insight. Can I roll an insight? Yeah. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen sounds like he. It was just like a big miscommunication because like they have firewood here, and Aaron thought that when his dad told him to get firewood, that was out in the woods, and so they kind of been combing the area mm. in the last couple of days to try and find him, and the kid just keeps walking further away from. Okay, it the, wasn't like, like, hey, we're going to leave you at the mall and, like, yeah. abandon you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Although, they have to be the worst hunters. <laughs> they, they, they do, because, like, how can you, like, miss a child's footprints? Right. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Especially a crying child, and apparently spiders attacked him, so I'm, yeah. a, I'm imagining, like, big, good size like, fantasy spiders. They couldn't find those either. <laughs> But yeah, he um he would offer you guys each ten gold pieces for saving his kid. All right, we're making friends and money at the same time, and that that's really what life is all about. <laughs> yeah. So um, at dinner, Prince Eldario would stand up and uh, kind of go into his spiel about how he believes the uh, the Golden Empire uh, their power is waning and something drastic has to be done for them to hold on to the vestige of power that they still have. Uh, the local cities are, uh, local cities, nations are, are rising up, uh, growing their military, and so it falls on hunters like him to do their part in feeding the troops, you know? It's very, like, political, rah-rah, you know, like like a politician giving a speech, trying to pump the people up. And um, you can see that it's working pretty well as the hunter and his kind of comrades there that trickle in are like super jazzed about hearing them you know having their own prince like confirm their hard work and stuff and uh they pledge themselves to his side uh saying that you know if if anything bad ever happens if the if the, the Indigl- you know capital of Indiglis ever calls on them that they will answer the call they salute and he salutes back uh but yeah at that he would raise a wineskin and uh say Toast to the Golden Empire. Long may she reign. Long may she survive. All right, so that's that's about day two. Uh, day three. So we'll say, um, so 
Theron, for your survival success at finding the kid, setting up camp, that kind of thing. And for Kalanon's uh, healing ability and Magna's, um, I guess, just like overall goodness in paladinry, um, that'll be your gods bestow you each with an, a level as well, you know, for helping this kid find his dad in this whole process. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ranger level two. Here we go. Yeah. And we'll say with Theron, even uh, one of the rangers goes, to, or one of the, the hunters goes to show you a few, like, bow techniques. There we go. Hence my uh, my new fighting style of archery, giving me a plus two. Yes. Um, yeah. So, day two ends. Uh, day three, you guys fire up the old station wagon, and or this regular wagon, and uh, proceed. <laughs> no, no. I, I like to imagine it as a station wagon r- ridden by, ho- or ridden Windows by horses up. now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> a vacation reference. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you guys, uh, reach the, the ending of the forest and you can see kind of like a flat plains. There's no trees, just grass, like tall up to your knees for big boots up to his neck, uh, <laughs> fields of grass. And then it kind of rises up into a cliff side and you can see the swirling ocean behind with the storm coming, like a storm blowing in. And, uh, on the far end, you can see a tower, uh, gleaming with light. You guys have just arrived at the Tower of Nazareth, the Oracle.